Welcome back to the Right Angle Super Special Edition. I always say that, but I never disappoint. So I guess I'll just <laughs> say that every week. Uh, the G-Man and Mo are here. And I do have some late-breaking information. I don't know that this is going to change anything, but it might open up the opportunity for a special guest. I heard that CeCe might be getting a new job, perhaps related to his old job. So maybe once he does that and he's on a regular schedule, he can maybe pop in and at least tell us what's been going on. Are you telling me that he's going to become another fighter pilot again? <laughs> After he saw Maverick for the sixth time, he, he <laughs> said, if Tom can do it, I can do it. Hey, and CeCe's better looking than Tom. That's so. right. And about the same uh, height, too, I think. <laughs> Wow, way to ruin it there, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it is an uh, awesome addition because one of us, not me, G-Man, understand you had a, uh, was it just yesterday, right, that this happened? It was just yesterday. All right. Yes. Well, tell us what happened and uh, we'll go from there. Well, uh, I've got to be careful about <laughs> oh, how, yeah. how I talk because I don't want to implicate uh, the person that I was uh, going around with, okay. I should say, riding around with. He, he is a constable of another town uh, near my town. Well, I'll just say it's another town. Okay. And I rode along in the constable's car because I wanted to learn a little bit more about what has been going on with his department. <laughs> okay. So th and this isn't this isn't like a state police then. It's, no. It's a no. It's a. Uh, it's not what, state. Okay. It's it's uh, it's another unit of uh, policing. Okay somewhere in in the state gotcha that, that he lives in okay and so how did you get you just someone you know yes okay yes i've i've known this individual for probably uh probably i don't know almost 40 years wow and uh um has been a friend of the family f forever okay and so that's how i've gotten to know him and he he went into law enforcement, obviously in college, and and became a peace officer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to kind of ride around with him and you know catch up and see what's going on with the area that he polices. Right. And ask him a few questions about it. I I have to be very careful at this point. Because just before we went on the air, <laughs> oh, I called him to see how how much I could expunge on what we talked about, uh -huh. and he trains other officers. Okay, and he was with another officer, oh, so gosh. I couldn't couldn't just say, "Hey, what can I say <laughs> that you said last night?" Because in fact, it used to be that you had to sign a piece of paper that said you're in the car with him, and you know. All responsibility is yeah. put on myself if something happens. Well, since the fake demic, they don't do that really? anymore. So no, hmm. no, they they haven't started it again. I guess is what what he was saying. Okay. So I was basically kind of um, you know undercover oh, in, I like in it. his 
in his vehicle with him. Okay. So I'm sure it was fine, but um, he wouldn't have let me go if it wasn't. Yeah. At the same time, I uh, had there been a uh, shooting or something, I brought my gun with me, so I was protected. Did you really? Everything is good. No, <laughs> okay. I didn't. All right. I, I don't think he let me have no. one in, in the cruiser there, but uh, it's interesting. I'd like to. I'd like to start a little bit. I don't want to. He knows somebody in the medical field mm-hmm. that works in a local hospital in the same town. He, well, I shouldn't. It's not in the same town he's in. It's one that's close to the town that he protects. Okay. Uh, with his policing, he was telling me that this particular person works in the ER of this hospital, and he was telling me that this person told him that they have to allow anybody in the ER for any reason now. Wow. And that's a federal law. Is that a fake demic law, or has it been? I, around he did not say if it was fake demic. It may be. It may have been out of that for whatever reason it is. Hmm. But what he said was, he said his friend that works in the ER has to take these people because what happens is these people go to the uh, what are they called the the other places before you go to the yeah uh, just like I'm our- not me- medically inclined, but these out out places where you go right. if you break a finger or something. Emergency. Emergency. Yeah, care uh, or quick care. Yeah, emergency or, care. Okay. Yep. He, uh, he says they'll go to there, to the emergency care. Then the doctor at the emergency care will say, go to the ER at the hospital. And I said, that's kind of strange. Why don't they just treat him right there for whatever? He said it's because nobody, and this is inside stuff, that they've heard from everybody in the medical field that works in it, they don't want the responsibility of treating Hmm. these people and having them come back on them for whatever reason. And I'm thinking to myself, what are they doing there then? What are they doing in these uh, emergency medical units on the outside if they're not treating patients? I said, so what you're telling me is your friend says that if somebody came in with... um, uh, a bee sting, and you know maybe it was uh, you know they puffed up pretty good or something. Mm-hmm. The person in in the emergency place or the you know the first place they go to would say, "Ooh, that looks kind of bad. You got to go to the ER at the hospital." And he said, "Yes, that's what this person said. They'll they they have to take everybody for any reason in there." As a matter of fact, he said one time his friend had a homeless person come in and under his own power, and his friend said to this person, uh, what, what are you in here for? He says, well, I just need prayers. And, and it, me, being a, me being a nurse in an emergency ward of a hospital and a homeless person comes in and has just asked for prayers, and I would say to him, I'll tell you what, I'll pray that you get out of my sight <laughs> within the next 30 seconds, or you will need an emergency room for something that's going to get done to you. Do you understand me? Now leave. Oh, gee, man, you are so harsh on these people. It's like, I'm teaching them a lesson. I'm teaching them a lesson that says don't fool with things you shouldn't be fooling with. There's other people that are in there that might need that emergency room mm-hmm. for an emergency. Go to a church and get your prayers, okay? 
or maybe go buy a Bible or go steal a Bible <laughs> from a store like they can all do yeah. and, and read the Bible. That'll be your prayers for you. Okay, all right, I'm done with that part. So there must, there must be a very low threshold at those quick care, ready emergency care places where they almost like have a chart or something. And, and it's like, if it's above this threshold, don't even try to do anything, just send them along their way. I mean, it seems yes. like anything more than like a, a cut or a, you know, an abrasion or, I mean, certain, any sort of broken something, which I would assume most people go in there with, like if maybe they sprain their ankle and they don't know if it's broken or something or. Right. Hmm. You, you would go in and they'd say, oh, my yeah. gosh, you sprained your ankle. Here's a boot. Stay off of it for three weeks and, and walk on it. You know, this and that, you know, I, I would hope that they would do something like that in those things. Mm -hmm. But apparently it sounds like in that area, the little satellite places wow. choose not to do much more than, like you say, an abrasion or something like that. And, what do, and, and then I say, I say to people, what are you doing in here with a cut? What are you doing in here with the what are you doing in here with the bee sting? Unless your arm is three times the size it should be, it's gonna go down. Put an ice pack on it and get out of here. And I, like you, have no history of going to such a place, but just hearing second and third hand, people just run to those places like at the drop of a hat. Exactly. You know, run to them, and then uh, you know, then then they say, no, go to the emergency room. And you're going to the emergency room from this other place with, you know, I don't know, a cut. Or or maybe you say they sprained their ankle or something or, or it twisted or something. Fix it there. Fix it there. The emergency room, according to my friend, whose other friend works there, is specifically for people that have emergencies. Yep. The people that have a knife in their back a bullet wound in their shoulder. Um, their, maybe their arm is going in an opposite direction or a finger. Okay, that's an emergency. Um, you're <laughs> throwing up blood. Come on in. We want you. You know, this is the stuff we're here for. Not wonder, that other crap. I wonder how many. Stay out. I wonder how many patients in emergency room arrive in something other than an ambulance. Or a police car. I wonder how many people either drive themselves in or have, you know, their loved one or whatever drive them in versus, because of course the TV shows, you always see the ambulances pull up and, you know, they get the guy out and all that kind of stuff. It'd be interesting to know what the breakdown is. I, I, that was, that's a very good question. And I'm surprised I didn't think to ask him that, but, but that would be a good one. When I go by fire stations, you know, they, they have that little placard out in front about how many runs they've had on this and that. And and I see the ambulance, you know, I'll be going by in April and the ambulance will have had 1,800 runs. And I, I'm thinking, what? 1,800 ambulance runs? For what? Yeah. And of course, you know, it's bee stings and, and you know, cuts and scrapes and, and, you know, maybe a sprain here or there. I don't, you know, sprains are bad. I understand that. But... <laughs> You know, come on, come on, you know, jump in the car with a friend and go down and have it looked at at one of these satellite places and get it fixed there. Yeah, that's are they I, doctors at those places? That's what I wonder. I literally don't know. I, I my immediate inclination would be no. They're just. I mean, what what's a paramedic? I don't know. I mean, a paramedic goes out on an ambulance. So, 
I don't know if they're just kind of, quote, civilians. They've got to have some medical training, but gosh, I, I don't know. Or do they have a doctor? I don't know. I, I'm assuming, I, I know a couple of people that are mm-hmm. paramedics, and I know they had to go to school to, you know, uh, you know I don't know, set a, a broken finger or something like that, right. or at least give them morphine till you, you know, get them to the hospital if, if there is something. Like, you know, car accidents and stuff like that. That I understand. You know, even even if you aren't technically hurt and you're in a car accident, you can be in a bad one and the airbags will go off yeah. and protect you. But I understand that stuff. I'm not I'm not so cold hearted that I would wouldn't want somebody to go in to get checked out, and make sure they didn't have a rib pierced their lung or something like that. But these other things are ridiculous and it should not ever be a federal law that you have to take somebody in there that's just walking in under their own power and yeah. saying I just googled I it and it says Help most me. urgent care centers across the nation are staffed by at least one physician there are typically physician assistants nurse practitioners and nurses at all these centers so maybe most have them but not necessarily you know surprise to the one you go to that doesn't have a doctor there you know, yeah. you need and medical help. And there's say, no doctor. I, know I don't. Uh, I'm not a big health insurance guy either. But they always stress to go to those places first before you even go to an ER for insurance purposes. But then, yeah, once you get to the ER, if it's a law that they have to see you and have to care for you, then I guess that's when you get into the uninsured, sort of like the uninsured motorists fun. If you have some vagrant or homeless guy who has no insurance i imagine if you know someone's been shot they're still going to have to take care of them which they should but well yeah and that's what i that's what i'm saying is is that if there's if there if it is an emergency you know of course help anybody that comes in there but uh you know what why do you and i have to pay for our health care which is ungodly expensive if if we can go into the er i know why it is you don't you people out there don't need to yell at me. I know when I go in there uh, and I, you know, I'm going to have to right. pay something because I have the money because I have a job and I did it right. I'm not di- I'm not dumpster diving for my dinner. So, the, you know, if you want to play the other game, I guess I guess you get free health care. If you want to live under a bridge and wash car windows when they drive by, whatever. You people are failures. That's all you are. You make me sick. All right. Yes. Okay. Now moving on. Do you, That's I, awesome. I'd like you to go. I got so much stuff here. I, I, I got to have you go for a minute because I got to unwind. I mean, obviously, the big thing in the news is that is the FBI raiding Mr. Trump's President Trump's place of residence, even though he wasn't there at the time. But I mean, that could be a whole show in and of itself. So I'll move right on to, we were talking last week with Igor about that WNBA lady of sorts who is in the Russian prison. Have you, have you, have you ever heard her talk? (laughs) Man, I I swear it was a guy talking. And then they said who it was. Man, she has a deep voice. Someone is, someone was saying that she used to be I think he said she went to University of Utah or Utah State or I forgot where, but and very feminine, very ladylike. And I don't know if it had to do with the WNBA or when she started getting 
on various drugs of various kinds that it changed her somehow. But I wouldn't be surprised. But holy cow, she has a deep voice. You mean she she took drugs when she was a guy to turn no, into? No, I a think girl? she's always been a girl. But I think it just maybe made her more manly. Whatever the uh, drugs were that she took, I don't know. I just pure speculation. But she, she is she's not a normal person. Sadly, sadly to say. <laughs> That's that's true, and 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 I thought, and I don't know if it was a joke. I thought they were going to, they, they have to know, if if it's a, if it's a guy or a girl. How sad is it that in in society today we got to guess yeah. what these people are? That's where we're at. We have to guess. Is it you know? They sounds like a guy. It looks like a guy, you know, but is it? I don't you know. I think the Russians, they got to know. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are those things called strip searches that they have in the prisons, and I'm sure they're pretty brutal, but but uh, I think they would probably say something if it, if it was a guy posing as yeah. a woman. So maybe she just got beat with a with a man stick or something and too hard or whatever. It could be. Yeah, yeah we were, the, the same guy I was talking to about that, we were saying, you know, how they've, they've talked about maybe trading, a, you know, a criminal or something for her. And since she's in sports, we were saying, well, maybe Putin would say, we'll trade her for this known felon and, and a felon to be named later. In the <laughs> <laughs> you get two draft yeah. choices if we get her back. So, two first-degree yeah. murderers and a rapist to be yeah. named later. Gosh, I hope they, yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but hopefully they won't do anything. And she'll serve four or five years and then her life will be over anyway. So nine years is I, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's a little long, but this is Russia, you know, and, you know, the China killed one of our uh, kids when he stole the poster. Yeah three or four years ago. Yeah. So um, anything goes, I guess, in those so countries. Here before, so one other thing that is a topical thing, and then we'll uh, let you have the floor. But you know that I'm not even going to say what they called the name of the bill that the Democrats just passed and Leiden, Cryden, Biden, Hyden signed, having to do with <laughs> taxes and all that stuff. And part of it, as you know, was to hire thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of new IRS agents so they could audit more people. So my simple question is, and we've probably all been audited in our life, what do people do with the money that they don't pay the IRS? Do they put it under a pillow and it never goes into the economy and it never, you know, there's that multiplier once you start spending money and it gets spent, you know, and it makes everybody richer. When you think about it, it would. I think we would all be better off if we never had to pay taxes because the economy would just be so much more robust that I'm sure there'd be more charitable giving uh, and a lot of this stuff that gets taken care of, quote, by the government's money, which of course is our money. There would just be other ways of getting the same work done. I mean, poverty and homelessness, the churches. And other charitable, the Red Cross, they do so much better job than the government does that is it really worth 70 or $80 billion to hire these people to take more of our money away from us? No. 
that's a, I, I think to answer your first question, I, I think there are people that overdo the tax write-offs, so to speak. Yeah. Sometimes they they use they say their garage is their office. You know, when they're waxing their car and they they say they do detailing, you <laughs> right. know, things like that. They do really stupid things like that, and then they'll catch them doing that. I, I think maybe sometimes people, they'll work in cash a lot of times, and then the IRS will come to their house and they'll say, you know, why do you have a, a Tesla in your driveway when, when you don't show any income? That's what gets people in trouble, yeah. I think. I'd like to know the, the, the percentage of people that get audited that – the IRS owes them, you know, people that paid straight, got all these. I wonder if they even give them any money back or if they just say, okay, you're fine. You know, you lose. Right. <laughs> and, and we'll just move on from here. I've never heard of anybody getting a check back from the IRS. Yeah. When they look into it. In fact, Moses, one of our, uh, <clears throat> not super frequent guests, but who's been on a couple of times recently, she's had, I think in the last five years, two or three instances where they say you owe X amount of money. And then I've helped her look into it. And it's like maybe half what they said. It's maybe a third what they said. And you keep asking for documentation and they never provide it. And they just basically strong arm you into saying, all right, well, oh, we told you 2,500, pay us 1,800 and we'll call it even. And it's, you know, if it's anything, maybe it's 300, 400, 200. So, I'm sure they they make out like bandits on those audits. They didn't give her any proof. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but one was it seemed like it was like 1800 and then we did some research and sent this stuff in and they and then they go, "Oh, oh, oh, you're right. It's only 600." And <laughs> and they yes. <laughs> but I I think they literally do just hope that People are just going to pay whatever they're told to. And then, you know, what's the worst case? They'll just keep coming down until, I don't know. It's, it's such a racket, though, such a total racket. I had a, had a friend that years ago got audited, very intelligent guy. So he went in and uh, sat down, and he, he had a little handheld tape recorder, and he put it on the desk, and he and he started tape recording the guy goes what's that he goes i'm i'm recording what you say <laughs> to me and and the guy said no you can't do that it, uh, you know in this office or whatever he says you know i don't know what it was yeah. some law or whatever you know you, you can't do that and he goes why he says i need to know what you said to me so i can play it back and make sure that everything gets done the way it should be and and apparently the guy said something to the point where he couldn't wow. do that, so I don't know what it was. But um, I would suggest anybody do that if they go in and, and talk to them. Simply to say, here, I'll play that back and see what you said, so I'll make sure that you know what you said was correct or whatever. It's crazy. I, I hope in 90 days when they get completely destroyed, they'll just they'll say, you know, you're, you're all fired. Yeah. We don't need 87,000 tax people out there trying to get taxes. You know what they're you know why they're doing it? It's because they spent all that money. Yep. Now they want to get more money back from you. They spent your money, now they want more money. It's like a marriage. You know? You know, I, hey honey, here's some money. Okay, thanks. I spent it. Now I need more. Ooh, I and it could be men or women 
making that yeah. request, yes. to be fair. Yes, I apologize for that uh, inappropriate <laughs> sexual discrimination thing. So that that won't work. Yeah, I, I hope that, uh, like you said, in 90 days, and we won't get into the FBI raid, but hopefully that will make the avalanche even bigger in November because it could be a lot of uh, people with their ears pricked up saying, oh my gosh, this is just a bridge too far. How can you defend that? If they come up with nothing in this raid, I, I, I think they should dis disband the FBI. At least rename it and get Garrett Marler, Gar oh my gosh. Merrick Garland out of there. Yeah. It's, it's, it is becoming a police state. And like they're saying, it is very scary when they do stuff like that. Yeah. The ex-president of the United States. I wonder how many dresses that were soiled they could have gotten out of Bill Clinton's closet when, when he was done being the president. Right. Give him six months when he's out of office, and there probably was a whole wardrobe full of those things. And they weren't killeries. <laughs> I don't know if she's ever... Have you ever seen her wear a dress? Nope. I don't think nope. I ever either have have either. Not even not even in her younger days. I no, I've never that's seen a good her. a good point. Yeah. Wow. Let's search yeah. for some leg from <laughs> oh god. I'm gonna go. I'll let vomit. you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah. Oh man. Exactly. All right. So let's let's dig into the ride along. This particular guy was telling me. I, I said, I said, I go through this particular area that you, you hover around, and I don't see any of your other cruisers anywhere. And he said, well, the reason is that our police chief said I don't want you stopping people for traffic violations anymore. Mm. I said, are you serious? I said, so I can. I can speed through this area that you patrol and nobody will stop me. And he smiled and said, it depends on how fast you're going. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, all right, well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll test that out maybe sometime. <laughs> he said, the police chief said he does not like uniformed officers in the area. He, he wants... He wants, as he, I guess he said he called it soft clothing okay. people going into the community and and just interacting with the community. So sort of and, and I, not really undercover, just plain clothes. Yeah, whatever. yeah, just, okay. yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a cop and, and I don't know what he's wanting these cops to talk to the community about, but I thought all along that cops were there to protect the people and, and say, here I am. Don't try anything when I'm around. Yeah. As opposed to hiding them. The police force, he's been in, I think he's been in this police force for 25 years. The police force is now literally one half of what it was when he started there. One half. He also said that, and I hope, that all of the good officers are weeded out of the department and sent out into satellite, quote-unquote, areas to do work in these areas but that have nothing to do with policing the area that he polices. So in other words, they take out all the good older people, men and women, and they're bringing in all the woke people that are 
coming in to, I don't know what they're doing. I said, what do you do now? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like you're not, you're not, you're not cuffing people. You're not stuffing them. What, what, what happens? Well, he says, I'm just kind of putting in my time. Wow. He says, I can't stand it. I, he says, it's, it's the worst thing that's ever happened in my career, but you can't do anything about it. So how long did you ride with him? Three hours. And so in those three hours, was there any sort of interaction with the public or? No, no, none. Wow. None. It was... the, the area that he patrols is rather calm, okay. so to speak, at the moment. It will get uglier in a while. Okay, yep. <laughs> then he said he will respond to certain things. One thing he did talk about responding to <laughs> was there were liberal signs for people that were running for office all over the area he patrols mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. And there was one Trump sign that they put in this certain area by this certain thing okay. where he patrols. And he got four calls Jeez. in one night because they were calling about the hate speech oh. that that sign delivered to them by being there. Wow. And they wanted it removed. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Because it was, you wonder if it, if it would have been someone other than Trump, but uh, another Republican. Or It is amazing how many people, they just associate hate speech or whatever with Trump. It's, I guess it's amazing slash sad slash pitiful. It really is because that guy almost did too much for people that didn't need a lot yeah, done for him, yep. so to speak. And it was amazing what he did for those people. He was very level with everything, and he was spot on with everything. And again, getting back to that raid, if they can't come up with a single thing on that thing, I have to believe that Merrick Garland is is disgraced and fired and every top echelon of the FBI is gone washed away so we can get real people in there to have people have faith in the FBI he said nothing in his conference call or his oh really his, you know thing behind the podium there I mean did you see it I did not yeah he didn't say anything and then when he was done there's like 30 people asking questions and he holds up his hand and goes, no questions. Now, when he says that, he's hiding something. Why have a press conference if A, you're not going to say anything and then B, you're not going to take questions? Right. I mean, you, right. Could, you could say, we need a week to completely discover everything and then I'll talk to the press and be happy to answer questions. But yeah, why go out now? It's just going to make it look worse for you. It, absolutely, it does. He's got nothing. He'll have nothing. They've never had a single thing on him. Not a single thing. And do you think he's going to, if he had something that was incriminating, do you think he'd keep it? You know, he's not that stupid. And he doesn't have anything that's incriminating anyway. So yeah. it, for for the rectal exam that the, the media gave him for four years, if they couldn't find anything then, they're not going to find anything ever. He's a true-blooded American that wants America to do well. I'm sure everyone, literally everyone in the country has something that if the FBI raided your home, the FBI could say, oh, you're not supposed to have this here. But 
that that bar has to be so high given how they did it and what they did that if they do say, oh, well, you've got this piece of paper here that you were supposed to give to the White House archives. I mean, they've got to literally come up with something that's like treasonous or yeah. just, you know, crazy, illegal, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's home phone number or something. But <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, because it seems like even in a good way, surprisingly, some Democrats were like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. Of course, because they know that they've had nothing on him the whole time. The lies that the left spews is mind-boggling. It, it is absolutely mind-boggling what they say and, and just flat-out lie about it. I mean, when you think about it, too, as I know we've talked about and hundreds of other heads, what are they really afraid? I mean, they, they have to know in their hearts he is not a hate-mongering, racist, bigot, whatever. And it all comes back to they're just afraid that the swamp is going to be again drained, whether it's by him or someone in his shadow that comes in. I don't know what else they could really be afraid of. The economy was good. Crime was down. Homelessness was down. More blacks making more money, more Hispanics. It, it all has to come back to they're just afraid that they're going to realize, you know, us common poor folk are going to realize that Washington is just a cesspool and 98% of it needs to go away. That, that, that was a great, that's probably one of the greatest uh, campaign slogans in history, drain the swamp. Yeah. Because that is exactly what it is. And it runs very deep and murky. I, I'm telling you this too. If When they destroy the Democratic Party in November, if they don't start prosecuting people yeah. and putting people in jail for what they did, then all is lost. Yeah. Because they're just playing the same political crap that the left is, only they're slightly more righteous in doing so. But, but heads have to roll. Yeah. Farchi has to go to jail. Schiff has to go to oh jail. Oh, my gosh. There's three or four other people that have to go to jail. Yeah, who who was the guy that was sleeping with that communist spy? Adam. Oh yeah, uh, somebody. Oh yeah, the California guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, yeah, like you said, literally sleeping with a Chinese spy. It has to be that when Trump got in there, because he was saying drain the swamp, but when his eyes even got partially open to how much of a swamp it is and how few people would work with them. Even the Republicans, they immediately were afraid of him or thought, I don't know what, but he must have just been totally overwhelmed. And even so, he was able to do a fair amount. But he was literally like one person swimming against this riptide of crap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even even some People close to him or whatever, yep. uh, you know, Barr left him. I, you know, where did he go? Uh, Sidney Powell, she had proof that the election was stolen. She's gone. Who's pulling the strings here? I know. I, I don't get it. And and everybody, everybody's, you know, getting all worked up except Trump. Yeah. Trump, you know, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. You're fake news, fake news, fake news. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny when he would do that. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. He calls it out. He says it like it is. And everybody on the left doesn't. Nobody can defend what they say on the left. You know, it, it, nobody has any defensible 
dialogue for the crap they've been, as you say, been spewing yeah. for all these years. And and again, like you say, do you think that the next conservative person that runs for president isn't going to do the same stuff that he did? Yeah. Absolutely. They're coming at him, both barrels. Pelosi's husband better better go to jail for at least six months for that. And I heard that he got arrested or he got uh, put in the police car. And for some reason, it was two hours before they gave him the breathalyzer. They were driving around or there was some paperwork. And I don't know how alcohol works when it goes through your system, but I can't imagine that it wasn't even way lower than whatever it uh, caught him at after two hours. If that's the, you know, it's like, you know, you throw up your hands when you hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. He, it didn't go out of his system. I know that for sure. Right. I've, I know people that have gotten caught. <laughs> it doesn't get out that fast, you know, like marijuana and, yep. and all that other stuff. But if, if it got from a super drunk to a drunk, I don't care. Uh, for what he did and what he hit, the guy he hit. Oh, there's no broken bones. Oh, okay, great. This time. Yeah. You know, what about next time? Back to your ride-along, was there any other takeaway or like a biggest surprise or biggest thing you learned in the course of the three hours? The biggest takeaway was that I wanted to know what the chief of police in his district, how he ran things. And... As my friend said, it's a completely failed policy. I don't, I, there's a couple of other things that I'll, I'll get back to next week, but I got I to gotta make sure that I can say those other things because they're, they're quite revealing about you know, what he's like. And how long, do you know how long the, the chief has been in? And how do, does, do those guys get appointed? Or it's not like a... I, I know all those answers. I can't. Okay. I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get the go ahead or the or I'll do the skirting of it if I can, but I have all the answers to that. Yeah, and I will uh, talk to him about seeing if I can talk about it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Somebody else isn't in his police car. Fair enough. And another telling thing is is that as he was talking, you know, throughout the ride or whatever, and he was talking about very specific things that make his job horrible. I could see in his eyes that it was like a very deflated things that he's talking about just made him go, Oh my God, what am I even still doing here? He's, he wanted to go several more years, but he doesn't think he can even do that anymore. Hmm. The the way things are going there. It is, it is truly horrible, horrible how this guy got to where he was, not my friend, but the chief of police and, and what he has done. Wow. Yeah, that'll that'll be a good part two of this uh, yeah. ongoing series. During that three hours, did he even get any calls in on his radio? Like, uh, I'll check on this or check on that. <laughs> one Adam one yeah. or one yeah. Adam two or whatever. Yes, he did. He got some calls about, he got two calls about doors being unlocked. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that was it. That was it. I, there was somebody that was getting their nails done in a car. <laughs> And they were checking to see something or other on it. And when they got back on the radio, they said she was just getting her nails done. <laughs> so he so, he didn't have to take any actions on any of the calls? No. Wow. No. He's, he's high enough in the system 
that he won't take, you know, I mean, I mean there weren't any calls anyway. Yeah. But, but if there were, unless it was a gun thing or whatever, he probably, probably wouldn't take them. Wow. There's, there's a couple of other things that are real eye-opening that he's told me before uh-huh. on ride-alongs that I'd like to say, and I don't feel comfortable doing it till I say, hey, yeah. can I, without telling who you are, where you're from, can I, can I say these things? And, and if he says, yeah, as long as you don't, then, right. then we got a whole nother segment. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, what do you, uh, give me a couple words about, uh, the great or nearly great Olivia Newton-John. Oh, that's sad when, uh, stuff like that happens. I, I saw her once you in did. Monterey. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, she was in her, actually in her shop. Hmm. She had a shop in Monterey. Okay. And, uh, I I was I wasn't in her shop as a woman's clothing thing or whatever, but but uh, I unless I wanted to get my my better half, and and she was in there. I didn't say anything to her, which I never do to anybody that is quote unquote famous. But uh, she was in there, very pleasant, very down to earth, and um, and I was very sad to hear that that she uh, had passed on. Yeah, I watched a. Uh... A little YouTube video of her first time on the Johnny Carson show. And, man, she looked like she was, uh, I mean, she looked like she was 20. I don't know if she maybe was early 20s. I'm not sure when it was. But beautiful voice and obviously some not great acting talent, but enough to get by. But her voice certainly was the thing. And obviously she was not unattractive either, which is usually (laughs) helpful. Exactly. Plus, she had an Australian accent, yep. and that uh, that really helps <laughs> yeah. when, you're, when you're cute like that or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, she she made her big uh, splash with Grease, yep. and she was it was a perfect portrayal for her to be on that. She would not be a serious actress, right? I don't think, right? And um, and, and it was it was pleasant, enjoyable, and a very very down to earth person who was. I'm sure pleasant to be around with anybody that she was with. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, very sad to hear that. Have, did you hear, I, I read this a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a story on Daily Wire, that the military, they were, you know, every quarter or six months or something, they have to report their recruiting numbers, and the Army was at like 56% of how many recruits it has to have, and the Navy... The other branches were into the 80s and 90s and maybe even a little bit over, but the Army was literally almost half. And I'm sure they're probably the biggest branch in terms of people, but, you know, they were giving the obvious reasons, but I don't know what's going to turn that around other than, again, either a new president or an old president back in the White House to give some people some confidence of where the country's going. That's exactly correct. I, I mean, they're they're trying to dismantle the military, as far as it goes. I remember Trump saying that when he went into office, uh, if if somebody was killed in action, I don't know. I I, I don't know the exact number, but it was like fifty thousand dollars to the widow uh-huh. of it. Or he said that's ridiculous. You know, he he doubled or tripled it. You know, minimally for for people that were killed in action. He says he we and the VAs. VAs he brought back up to respectability. You know, he worked very hard to do that. And, you know, he said these are people that risk their lives 
so that you idiots and morons can do what you're doing over here. You could, and you could tell between Obama and then Trump and now uh, you know who, just Hayden. yeah, Hayden. You can just tell in the, even though they very few of the military will say anything, you can just tell it in their expressions and their body language how little respect they have for two of those three people and how much respect they have for the third one. It's just oozes out of them. I saw Biden the other day. I don't know if you saw that clip. He was getting off a helicopter or something and he couldn't get his suit coat on. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to have his wife help him. Oh my God. He looked gosh. like a dog chasing his tail. And he dropped his sunglasses and he, he man, those sunglasses he wears makes him look like even more of a crook and a shady mafioso type guy. I mean, he's, I'm just trying to think, even like when, when, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Obama or Clinton or, or Reagan or Bush or Trump. I, I never remember seeing a president wear sunglasses so often. It just makes you look so shady. Like a third world dictator? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's and I don't know, maybe his eyes are bloodshot from yeah. having to get up from a nap, you know, to climb down the stairs or whatever. Right. That's not really a joke. I'm sure that's probably what it is, uh, you know, three quarters of the time. The guy just does not have the energy and he doesn't have the respect of people, I don't think. How can you with with somebody that can't come up with with sentences put together? without sitting there thinking about it he's just struggling yeah he's got dementia i'll say it just putting it out there well any other stuff uh, i know that i always ask that as if you don't have anything else but anything else to chat about beyond the ride-along well uh, there's one more thing i will say about the ride-along okay and he was <laughs> I, I printed it off where is it oh he said um i was in a Oh, I got to be careful. <laughs> okay. He saw in a business a poster. Uh, I, I uh, can't do it until uh, he, right. doggone it, till he says I can do it because this is, I, I got a whole bunch of stuff and, and I was hoping that he would uh, be right there to say, okay, yeah, go ahead and, yeah. and do what you're doing. Okay. But, but, but I won't do that. But, but I, I will, I'm going to throw one back in your neighborhood. All right. I was I was having a dinner the other day with with two lovely lovely couples and one of the couples had taken their kids out of your ooh no out of out of my school system really because it was so bad okay. and still is by the way and put them in your school system only to find that your school system is almost as bad as my school system. Wow. And this is what they this is what she was telling me about. And maybe you know this. But uh, she said that in, you have to comply with gender affirmation and uh -huh. equity guidelines along with transgender policies or the government will not give you any lunch money for the schools. Wow. So the school has to do that, not, I mean. The school has to come up with, and she said last, you know, last spring, just before school got out, there were flyers for the Student Alliance Club oh. with a gay flag over the top of it. 
posted in your middle school. So they're holding kids' nutrition hostage just so that they will teach those kids about kids whose minds are screwed up. Well, I must say, I, I will admit that I made the decision not to run for school board for a couple of reasons, but, and one of them was that I have never really been to any school board meetings in a long time, but it seems like it would be a good time to, once the school year starts, start going to those and just kind of get the tone, because we did have a thing about three years ago, because a couple people, I think only one of them got recalled or voted out, but it was uh, something about a I don't know if it was a transgender bathroom or a, you know, a bathroom equity something, something. And that caused quite a stir at the time. And it sounds like it's only getting worse. Is Was the person voted out the person that wanted the trans, uh, well, trans seahorse place? It was kind of funny slash sad because there were four candidates that were kind of up for recall and there were four people running against them. And the only person that got recalled, their name started with a letter that was late in the alphabet. So on the ballot, that person was near the end. And it, it literally goes to show you that people will start at the top and like it says, you know, fill in four names or something. So they would fill in the yeah. first four names or the first four, five out of, four out of the first five. And the only person that got recalled was like a W or a Z or something like that. So I don't know if that was just coincidence or if it just goes to show you that most people don't really care and pay attention, which is kind of sad. But it, so one of the one of the four got kicked off the board and one new good person got put in. But I don't know that it was for any reason other than what their last name started with. I, I wonder if the other three toned down their rhetoric about yeah about I, doing that kind of stuff after that one got kicked off i think they did to some extent and they were i know one of them personally and all three of them i think were kind of making excuses and backpedaling a little bit but i guess when it comes from the the federal government and they like you said they hold your lunch money hostage you know what do you do other than take your kids or if you've got grandkids suggest to your kids that they take them out of the schools or some sort of a charter school that isn't beholden to the government, but even they probably are. Maybe you'd have to be like a church school, or I don't know how far you would have to go other than homeschooling. I have a, a relative that teaches in a farming community school system, very small, and I'm going to ask him if they teach this crap to them. And if they don't, then apparently there are ways to get around it. Hmm. Uh, un unfortunately, his community is so tight and so righteous yeah. that they probably all stick together anyway and say, we're not doing this. And and the kids go yippee-ki-yay that they don't have to do that. But um, I will ask him if, okay. if that has been brought up. And the the thing that that really baffles me is wanting a, tr a seahorse bathroom for seahorses to go into, isn't that kind of like, uh, you know, putting the seahorses off to one side? Yeah. Because everyone that, everyone that, every seahorse that goes into that bathroom, they know that's who they are. And that's the bathroom they go into. I don't want you coming in my bathroom. If you've got your own bathroom now, don't come in mine. I don't want you near me, as a matter of fact. 
if you're that way. So they go into their own thing. Now, now that's segregation. Yep. Isn't that segregation? It's so sad, but really what it would ultimately come down to is having, you know, like 12 individual unisex bathrooms and everyone just goes into it, but there's never more than the one person in it. Like, a, you know, like a Johnny on the spot outhouse or something when you're at a... <laughs> so one person goes in there, it doesn't matter, and then they come out. And I guess, I mean, you'd have to do the same with locker rooms, really, because, I mean, the idea that whatever sex you identify with today, you go ahead and go into that locker room or that bathroom. And if someone else has a problem with it, that's their problem. I mean, how twisted is that? Very twisted. As twisted as you can be. It, it's, um, <laughs> you, you know, if when we were in high school, if that happened, we'd go to jail. Yeah. I mean, you know, Absolutely. and then our, our parents would beat the crap out of us for, for doing that anyway. Yeah. And, be, and, they, and they would be embarrassed that we did it. <laughs> you know, these parents nowadays, that's why I, I always say when I talk about this stuff, I give these parents an F yeah. in parenting. They failed. They failed with their parenting when they do this kind of stuff, when they allow their kids to to wear tails or ears yeah. to school oh and, and go go crap in a kitty litter box and, and things <laughs> like that. It drives me nuts! Uh, oh, man. Hey, before we go, I've got a uh, special guest in the studio with me, and he's going to put on the earphones so he can hear you, and he can talk just for a minute, and then... We'll wrap it up. Oh, how you doing, G-Man? It's it's Paul McCartney. No, are you for sure, lad? Uh, Is it you? You know, you know, I was just writing a song, and I thought I'd get some input from you. I, I can I can maybe go along with the third bar, like I always do. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the place where we drink afterwards. But the third bar is always where you're, you're hung up on, lad. So give it to me sometime, and I'll help you out with it. Yeah. Either the music or the words. You know, that would be pretty good, man. Pretty groovy, you know. Uh, let me let me ask John what he was thinking about. Hey, John, get over here. Yes, Paul? Oh, uh, uh, you know, I, I was just uh, talking to G-Man here. Oh, I know him. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> yes, and, and what is it you always say, John? I, I never remember. All we got to do is give peace a chance. Let me, let me get him over here. Let me get him over. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, Paul. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. This is Igor here just tuning in real quick to say hello. Wait, what? Wait a second. That wasn't Paul? Well, uh, no, it was oh, Paul. Man. It was Paul. He just, he's, oh. a, hey, Paul, come on back. Hey, I was just going to get back to my songwriting. What was it, G-Man? What did you want? Well, I... I, I, I thought you were fooling with me, but 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 Igor isn't, I guess. No, let's I would just, never uh, I would never do that. Okay, well then let's just uh Yeah, that's exactly what he likes to say, right, John? Yes, of course. We just Did you hear him? All we're saying right. is give peace a chance. I don't care. I don't care what that is. Coming back from the grave, that is good. <laughs> Alright. Moe's coming back on. See you later, John. See you later, Paul. Take care, lad. Nice to have wow. those special high-powered guests that we can just snap our fingers and get into the studio.
Wow, that is great. Big fan of those guys. Yep. I've heard some of their songs. I think big big things in store for them. Oh, all right. Well, another excellent show, and we got a nice, uh, hopefully, teaser for next week or when you get back in touch with your law enforcement official. And we will keep uh, everyone updated on CC and maybe try to get them back on the show. And and just as a teaser, just one minute ago, just before Paul came on, my my police buddy was calling me. Ooh. So I will call him back after the podcast and see what the devil's up. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for listening. More to come, hopefully next week. But whatever comes, it will come to you from the right angle. That was easy.